0: that. You know what the Word says. He brings rain rain to the righteous and to the wicked both, so they got to suffer with it too. (laughs) Two weeks, we'll be looking for some rain probably, won't we? All right. Well, you all that have joined us on live stream, we're glad that you joined us. We welcome you. We thank you for tuning in. Uh, We do know that the Word of God will bless you. It will affect your life in a great way. If you will take it, meditate on it, and apply it, you will be blessed. So, again, we're glad that you joined us. Everybody else, we're glad you're here, too. Amen? Amen. Where else would you want to be on a Sunday morning? Right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, let's just take a minute. And let's get ourselves situated on the inside, okay? You know that we are we are the, the the soil in which the seed is planted. So let's just take a minute and get our soil on the inside. Get, get your spirit man ready and just get focused on the inside so that when this seed is sown uh, because you know God doesn't just he doesn't just scatter randomly. He sows specifically in areas and we do believe when he gives us something to sow we do believe it is pertinent to this day and this time into your lives amen so if we can do that i will pray and then we can get started amen father we just thank you lord we prepare our hearts to receive your word we thank you lord jesus that you are that word that we sow you into our hearts and holy spirit we thank you for the revelation of that word, that you show us how to apply it into our lives, that we can walk and be blessed of you, that we can walk in all the blessings that you came to give us. And Lord, we just thank you. We praise you. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that it's your words that I speak, not mine, okay? So you, you use me in any way that you desire, but that those words will bring a difference and a change in our lives. So we thank you for it, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, here's the title if you want it. Spiritual trafficking. Spiritual trafficking. And you know what? The last couple years, a lot of the body of Christ has been trafficked. Amen. It is, it is, and and the enemy knows exactly what he's doing. Because if it hadn't been put in the spirit realm, it wouldn't be operating in the natural realm. And we know that it is operating immensely in the natural realm. Okay? Let's go to Matthew 10, 28, and we'll get started. Because we don't want to be trafficked. Okay? I know you don't, and I know I don't, and I don't believe anybody else does, but we need to know when that is starting, we need to know how it starts and we need to know how to counter it. So, Matthew 10, verse 28. It says, and do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Okay? And you know, we've had people, and I was reading some commentaries, people think that they're talking about Fear him, they can't. That's not God because God would not destroy your soul and your body, right. amen. That's been, and if you know God's nature, we know that's not so. That is not what Jesus was saying. And the only one that's after your soul is the devil, and he knows how to penetrate that. That's why it's so important that we know. And in destroying your soul, he can destroy your body. You know, if that gentleman could not have lost his could not have lost his salvation, Paul wouldn't have turned his flesh over to the devil to destroy. So we know that he can, and he is trying to do that, and he is trying to get into believers' lives. Amen? We live our lives through our soul. It's got to go through your soul. Whatever you do, whatever you say, whatever you think, it's coming through your soul. Amen? And that is intact with your spirit. And that's why the Word tells us we need to renew our soul okay we need to establish it on the word of god and in doing that the soul is intact with the spirit most people deal with mental issues or soulish issues i mean if that weren't the case we wouldn't have all the psychiatrists and all the psychologists in the world when the word of god is and can cure any any kind of complication or any kind of issue that you have it can be cured by that word, okay? Jesus is the healer. Doctors can put Band-Aids on. They can try and change your thinking. They can try, but the word of God is what will straighten you out. It is what will heal your spirit, soul, and body. If you're born again, then you don't need to worry about your spirit, but you need to feed your spirit so that it can take care of the rest of you, okay? We, we all know that, don't we? It tells us in Proverbs that the spirit of a man will sustain him through a sickness, whether it's mental, physical, or whatever. If you keep your spirit built up and strengthened, it can bring you through that, or God wouldn't have said that. And that's just the the issue about people that don't want to believe, oh, he didn't mean that. Yes, he did mean that. That's why you need to go to church and to be taught by somebody that knows what God said. And first of all, if you'll learn God's nature, you'll know anything that's negative, negative, to you being in good health and in good spirit and in good soul, is not God. That's right. He wants the best. He ha- He's full of mercy. He's full of grace, loving kindness, and that's all He is. He does not put anything on anybody to teach them anything. You hear the Word. You take it to your heart. You let the Holy Spirit tell you what needs to be done or doesn't need to be done. Or a lot of times your own spirit will tell you, yep, yep, I, I boogered that up. I need to do this. And then we can repent and we can get on course so we can stay, stay on course. Amen? Our soul gets captured. If your soul gets captured, you are in trouble. Even a Christian can have their soul captured. They can be under the influence of demonic spirits. Somebody that's not born again, they can be controlled by or, or uh, a, a spirit come in and take over them. He cannot take over a born-again Christian, but he can control them through his soul. And he can capture them by capturing their soul. And we don't want that. We definitely, I've never been there. I definitely, I know I don't want it, okay? I just know it's not good. We know that, uh, and of course we know that the world has all kinds of alternatives for that. I don't know how they cast out a demon, but apparently they think they can. Apparently the seven sons of Sceva couldn't do it and do it well, but nonetheless. Jesus came to set the captives free, and it's his word that opens your cell door. It is his word that opens that door. No different than the angel opening the door there, just the locks fell off for Paul to, or for Peter to get out, okay? he opens a door for in whatever prison you're in whether it's physical whether it's whether it's mental he can open the door okay he is the greatest freedom fighter the world has ever known and the Avengers don't have anything on him okay i know we watch them but they cannot touch jesus or not even get close because he can go anywhere and he can pull anybody out of any place when we hear time and time again people that have died and went to hell and they don't get to stay there because either jesus appears or an angel appears there's so many testimonies of that going around right now that they saved them from hell he saved them from hell he's always wanting to save people from hell whether it's hell on earth or whether it's the eternal hell amen and that's, what, and that's all about what traffic, trafficking is all about these days, okay? We know that it's been happening in the spirit realm or it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have manifested in the, in, the, in the world. It's been going on for a long time, too. We just haven't heard about it till lately because of all that's going on. James 1.14, let's take a look there. there we go. Okay, and this is, the, this is the thing about, it says, but each one of us is tempted when he's drawn away by his own desires and enticed, okay? You know the enemy's working? You know he's working overtime, don't you? He's always working overtime, okay? That's why it's always time and time again that the Bible tells us to watch, be on watch. Be on watch, be attentive. Always be watching. He's a deceitful, he's a liar, and he's a cheater. And for children, you know, when they try and grab a child, they don't tell the kid you want to go to school. No, they offer them ice cream, they offer him candy, they lure them in with something that's going to entice a child so that they can get them. And the devil's no different with us, that he gives us things that entices us, and he knows exactly He knows every one of our weaknesses in here, and he knows what buttons to push, and that's why it's so important that we just be attentive. Know that you're going to get tempted every day. Jesus said that. He's going to be here. You're going to be tempted every day, so just be on guard. They use something that appeals to the children, whether it's toys, candy, ice cream, whatever. You know, they might have a multiple of things cuz some kids might not be interested in some of those but they'll have a bag full of tricks just like the devil he's got a bag full he's been around a lot longer than we have but the thing is we know we know about him because Jesus told him about him told us about him all right you need to make the decision to know that your flesh is not your friend As tough as that is to some people, that's a fact, okay? It will lead you down the wrong path if you let it. It will lead you down the wrong path. So it's important to know that it's not your friend. It's something that we have to have to live in, all right? I don't go home and and tell my house, you're my friend, no, it's my house. I live in it, okay? We don't, and we need to do the same with our bodies, okay? It's a place that we live. It's, what, it's the house that our parents made so that God could deposit us, the real us, the spirit man, in there so he could put us on the earth for what Dr. Jim said the other day. We have a purpose, and we have a mission. Our purpose is to take dominion, and we take dominion over everything in the sphere of our life. I don't have dominion over Sidna unless she gives it to me. But we take dominion in every area of our lives, so it's important that we know that. But that's why we're here. We're not here just by happenstance, okay? God does have a plan for every person He puts on the earth, and He had a plan for all the babies that have been aborted too. That'll never get fulfilled. Let's go to Matthew 26 and verse 41. He says, Watch, this is Jesus telling his disciples or telling the people. He said, Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The Spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. That's our key right there. The Spirit indeed is willing. Kind of like you roll over on Saturday morning and you want to get up, but your flesh is weak. (laughs) After working all week, right? Right. So you roll back over, don't you? Unless you need to get up and do something. but, But that's pretty much, I mean, you could put it in that terms, but it is, and you need to make the decision to get up and go. A lot of times you don't want to do things that you need to do, but you need to do them anyhow. Tell the body, line up. Get the cobwebs out of your eyes and go. Amen. Get the flesh, put it under. You know that's something that we gotta practice. Okay? If we want to get perfected on it, we gotta practice that. We gotta practice putting the flesh down. Whether it's that fifth piece of apple no, second piece of apple pie. <laughs> Two scoops of ice cream, whatever it is. I mean those and people say, well, you know that don't. Well, that's where you can get started, though. So you can bring your flesh into control, you know? Uh, When people cut you off on the highway, just bite your tongue. Get your flesh under control as much as it does irritate us, okay? But nonetheless, we can start with little things in practice so that we can get perfected in it, and we need to, okay? Okay. we need to practice walking according to the Spirit, and that's taught here, so we know how to do that. But we need to be led on the inside. Led on the inside. And you know, most of us, back to, back to when they're grabbing the kids, most of us, when our kids are growing up, you don't talk to strangers. Get away from them. Just get away. And you know what? Same way with the devil. When he starts talking, you just get away from him. Counter with the word of God, you need to speak that word back to those thoughts And that will stop him in his tracks. Jesus showed us, I mean, Jesus was the example. He showed us exactly what to do, how to do it, not to be afraid of the devil because we don't have to be. He's a defeated foe. And all he is is a set of big lips and they just flap all the time. That's That's the only access he has. And that's the only way that he can traffic us. He's got to get you thinking what he's thinking so he can get you going in the direction he wants you to go. It's no different, no different than that. So we want to, and you know what? God has given us his word so that we can, not that we're haughty or or anything thinking we're better than anybody else, but we are to live above the world, okay? We've been given his word to live above the world. We are to be the example. And if we cannot walk and be led by the Spirit of God, and we can, uh, if we get sucked into everything that everybody else does, then we're not an example. And I know, you know, we catch a lot of flack right now because of all that's going on. But I really don't care. Jesus caught a lot of flack. They actually hated him to the point of they killed him, or he let them them kill him. But they would have killed him if they could have got a hold of him. They just It just wasn't the time, but... That's what they wanted. And there was evil, wicked in their hearts. And that's exactly what the devil has in him. And that's what he puts in his people, and he controls his people with that. And you know what? And it's just like somebody said the other day. Why do we try and think those people think like we think? Because they don't think like we think. We don't have any clue of how they think. They're sick. They're twisted. They're hateful. They're mean. They're nasty. And they would just soon kill us all and that's why we need to take our dominion and we need to know who we are and don't get trafficked. Amen. Amen. Let me see what I had. They want you to walk after the flesh. The, the devil wants you to walk after the flesh and not after the spirit. And you know We had that one example, but I know he went back. It says he left for an opportune time. So we know Jesus was tempted just like we are. That's what it tells us in Hebrews, I believe, is where it's at. He was tempted in all ways just as we were, but he never sinned. That's what I'm shooting for. Amen. I want to be like my king, like my Lord, and I want to get to that point, and we can get there. Amen? Amen. Let's take a look at Proverbs 18.21. We've heard the scripture. We quote the scripture. The scripture is pretty much a foundational scripture that we use many, many times. That's why I'm using it today. Because it says exactly what we need to tell people. And I can quote it, so we'll wait until it gets up there. But Proverbs 18.21 says, The power of life and death are in the tongue and those that love it will eat the fruit of it. You have within your mouth, within your soul, within your mind the power to set your destiny on its course and it's going to come out your mouth. You're going to be just like you're gonna be close to a GPS, okay? Because they don't work all the time, but your mouth does work all the time. <laughs> I was talking to Pastor Ellen about it yesterday and we, were, we pulled up downtown Punta Gorda and it, it's showing Orange Street. I said, there's not an Orange Street here. There wasn't an Orange Street there. I don't know where it came from. But anyhow, we were talking about that and I told him, your mouth, your mouth has more control than your GPS about where you're gonna go, whether you know it or not, okay? you got to look at the GPS, and we need to look and and watch what comes out of our mouth because you are setting your destiny on course. Whether you're a hypochondriac and you're always sick or whether you're always walking into calamity, if you will back up, you will probably find out it's in your word someplace. Probably if everybody would take a notebook and write down everything you say during the day, you would probably go home and have to take a nap. Just because of what come out of your mouth. And it's just, we've been, and that's that's what the devil's trying to do. That's what the enemy's trying to do. He's trying to traffic you into that so that he can control you. And he doesn't take you 90 degrees. He takes you 1 degree, 2 degree, 3 degree, 4 degree. So it's a gradual, but when it's all said and done, you've went 90 degrees, and you're sideways, and that's what we don't want. Because your mouth is the key to navigate. Your mouth is the key that navigates you, wherever you're going to go, how you're going to treat people. And it's important that we know that. We need to get our tongue on course. And like I said, it's a little more dependable than your GPS. Put it on course with the Word of God. You don't want to put it on course with anything other than the Word of God. You know, you can put it on course whether it's for healing, whether it's for prosperity. You can't go around telling yourself, oh, I don't have enough money for this, and think you're going to get there. You're not. You're not. It's coming. And and the more you make that confession, the deeper it's getting inside of you. That's why it's so important to get the positive going. Because then when it comes out, it can go out into the spirit realm and it can make a difference. It can make a change. Same way with your health and your healing. You know, I'm not sick. I am the healed. Amen. Jesus is my healer. He lives on the inside of me. The Holy Ghost lives on the inside of me. I'm sitting at the right hand of the Father. There is no sickness in heaven. There is no poverty in heaven. His streets are paved with gold. I don't think that shows you any kind of poverty. So it's important. So, you know, and, and again, you gotta discipline yourself. That's why we discipline our children so they don't get caught up in stuff. We're no different. We're God's children. Amen? And the world is a conniving, cheating, alluring trap if you don't know about it. When we first came into the word, a word of faith, I'm thinking, wow. We went home and we looked at each other and we said, we don't even know God, let alone how he operates. And it's not something that you can snap your fingers, boom. It's, it, it takes time to learn. It's no different than a doctor. That one, the one radio station's got a bunch of doctor stuff on it and they were talking about the two different kinds of doctors and, and they said, he goes to school for four years, then he goes to two more years of training to be this particular kind of doctor, but then he's got four to six years of being in the hospital. I mean, what do we think we're gonna do with the Word of God? We think we can just download it, like in a computer, and it operate? No, they have to take what they've learned and they have to use it, and they have to be watched over. Why do we have this place? So you can be watched over. God has put a pastor over people, and that's why, and we don't understand why people don't come. Why? You're out there with a target on your back. It'd be like going out where they hunt deer and you've got a pair of antlers and a big target on your back. And it's foolish, but that's exactly what they do. The devil knows who they are, but they don't come into where they can get protection, they can get people to help them, and they can get encouraged and strengthened and learn how to apply that word in their life to where they can go out and they can take their dominion. And it takes time to do that. It takes time. And we're always going to be learning because we can always learn something else. I mean, man, the Holy Ghost, the wisdom that God has is way out there, way out there. We don't even... Some of the stuff that he uh, that you read in the Word, I just... I shake my head, I don't discount it because I know it's true, but I just shake my head. You know what? Stick it away there and let him show me what it is. Yep. Hallelujah. So again, be on watch and be careful. I know what the Holy Ghost told me. When we first got into the church, my mom, she had gotten an accident and she'd got killed back when I was like 16, 17 years old. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, you know, we were going to a denominational church that pretty much didn't teach you anything and you didn't know anything about, about the spirit realm. But when we got into the church we were in, I got, to, I got to hearing things and I got to learning some things and the Holy Ghost told me. He said, you don't ever ever want to hurry get in a hurry and he showed me that is exactly why my mom got in the accident because she was always in a hurry always he said there's nothing that important she was going to get her hair done and there's nothing that important and it's it's things like that that you learn from the Spirit of God that will save your life on down the road and will take care of you because he can take those things and he can teach you about the spirit realm so that we can know and operate in it and take our authority, so we don't get put in those positions where people follow up, just like with, with, you know, with sicknesses. If people, people family has a, has a line of heart attacks and that, that's cut off when we make Jesus our Lord. That's cut off, and we need, and we need to change the thinking. Okay? We can't meditate on, yeah, they did, but that's not me. That's, not, that's nothing to do with me. So it's important that we can learn these things and walk in them and know, know how the spirit realm operates so that we can function in it and we can step out and we can help people that don't understand, but we can step in and explain some things to them and help them so that they can get their lives on course. I hate to see people with their lives off course. i got friends that I went to high school with, and, and I bump into them and I'm thinking, sure Oh, you're 70 years old, and this is what you've got? No, it's sad. Let's take a look at Matthew 12, 37. Okay. Jesus talking again. He had a lot to say, didn't he? He says, because he knew a lot, (laughs) he says, for by your words you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned. It's exactly what we're talking about. Okay? With your mouth you're going to justify yourself or with your mouth you will condemn yourself. It's no different than a court case. You got the evidence and then you got the people that are trying to put you in jail and then you've got the truth. So, it's important, and either you're guilty or you're innocent. And if you're guilty, you need to repent and get on the innocent side. Amen? Because God says you're innocent. It's important. And your mouth is going to be your judge, your jury, and your executioner, so you need to watch him. <clears throat> okay? That will be either your, your, uh, either your uh, what did I say here? You're either going to justify yourself with your mouth according to the word or you're going to condemn yourself. And then you're going to have to pay the penalty. It's no different than, than a crime. When they, get, when they get caught and they're condemned, they got to do the time. And Jesus already done the time for us, so we don't have to. But it's staying in that position, staying in that place, keeping, keeping that repent of heart and walking in that. And that is probably one of, the, one of the most important things that we do. One, watch our mouth. Two, keep a repent of heart. That will keep you in pretty good shape, okay? And, and it is important. And you know what? As many issues as King David had, he kept those two things. And it took him a long ways. It kept him out of more, more trouble than he probably wants to think about. But it's important that we do that. Let's look at James 3, 2 through 5. He says, For we all stumble in many things, and if anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. And indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths, and they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Okay. We look also at ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires and even so the tongue is a little member, and it boasts great things. See how great a forest a little kindle fires. You've never seen a forest fire start from a forest fire. It starts from a little flame, okay? (laughs) It just don't go poof. It's not like an explosion of, of any kind of volatile liquid or anything. No, it starts, usually it gets dry. Have you all felt dry sometimes? You need more word, right? You need to water yourself with the word. But it gets dry, and then it starts, and then it spreads, and that's what we need to watch about our tongue, okay? And especially, if <laughs> I was just reading Proverbs this morning. It says, basically it says, if if you're around somebody that's a a, a gossip, just get away. Just get away. <laughs> Run. But no, and we need to get a grip on our mouth, okay, because it does, it does, not only does it turn our life, and it's the rudder that will turn our life, but it's also, it can also, you know, I don't want my life set on fire, but it, it can do that too, and it depends. Or he shipwrecks you. You know, we, we've heard about those guys that Paul spoke of those ones because of what they let come out of their mouth. that shipwrecked their faith. You don't want your faith shipwrecked. That's what we're supposed to walk by faith, and it's supposed to carry us through this life on this earth you see people that don't walk by faith they're shipwrecked they're up against the rocks but we want to get a grip on it because it will set our life on its course and it's important and of course we know James was Jesus half-brother so I'm sure he had firsthand I'm sure Jesus taught him some things when they were growing up and living together he probably worked with him uh, at uh, building the city there. I mean dad dad had a, a carpentry business. I'm sure he had his kids out there working with him so but I'm sure he he uh picked up on what Jesus had to say. You know what? I put a scripture number here, but I didn't put the the book down. How about them apples, huh? <laughs> uh Let me see where that would be. Oh, I know what it is. It's Romans. It's No, that's not it. Yeah, it is. It's Romans 10, 6. We want to do 6 through. I think that's what it is. I'll tell you what. Let's go to Romans 10, 8 through 10, and then I'll back up. All right, I'll back up, and I'll see if it comes to me. All right, it says, but... What does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. All right, back up to (coughs) 8. So I want to show you something. It says, but what does it say? The word is near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. That is What if we put the word of fear in there which you preach? It's a word. It works the same way. It's a principle. You put it in your heart and in your mouth. That's where fear comes from. People that have fear, they put it in their heart and in their mouth. Once it's in their heart and it gets rooted in their heart, then it comes out their mouth, and that's when it starts going on course. That's when it starts going on course. We need to know that our our words are spiritual when they're coming from our spirit, okay? Until they get into the spirit. But if you keep confessing, and that's just what the Word tells us, whether it's faith or whether it's fear, you're going to keep confessing them, and they're going to get lodged in your heart. They're going to take root in your heart, and then they're going to come out, and then they are going to set your life on course, and it's probably a course you don't want to go on, all right? Uh, It is a two-way street. It's kind of like the river of the world. We know which way the river of the world flows, and we know we're, we're, we're paddling upstream. Yeah. If you're doing what God tells us to do, you're paddling upstream. We're not going with the flow. We're going against the grain. That's why they don't like us. Because there's not a whole bunch of us that are going against the grain, but the ones that are, we're not turning our boats around. We're going against the grain. We're going to go upstream. And that's why it's work to do it. Okay? If it was fun, Jesus would have said, "This is going to be fun." Same way, and when you go to the gym, it's going to be fun. No, it ain't fun. It's not fun. It's not fun to exercise. It's not fun to watch what you eat. Okay, it's not fun. But you need to do it to get the results that you want. Okay. It's not fun. So, we need to know. You need to row harder sometimes, don't you? When things come against you, Jesus rowed upstream his entire life, and he knew where he had to go. He just had a little more a little more current against him than we have. Okay. Not that we don't have one against us. All right. I, um, you know what? I can't figure out where I was up there, but I'm just going to share. And it's, 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 it's talking about our words, wherever it is. And it might, it might have been Romans, okay? But here's what I had to say. Our words carry a spiritual force. Oh, that's just what I was sharing with you. That when they are alive in the heart, whether good or bad, they carry the power. Amen. And if not, we could not ever en- enter into the glorious kingdom. We took, we took that principle in faith and we got translated from the world into the kingdom of God. Just by those words. So don't think that words don't have a force. Because otherwise you wouldn't be in the kingdom of God if they didn't have a force. And whether they're put into the no different than healing or... or or prosperity, that we get them on the inside and we put them out there and they have a force to produce what God said they would produce. And on the other hand, if they're in the negative, it's going to do the same thing. Okay? There's there's two masters out there and you need to just choose by your mouth which one you're going to serve. And you might not think you're serving the other one, even though you're born again, but you are serving him. You're accomplishing what he wants to accomplish on this earth, and he wants to destroy the church. He wants us to be a bad testimony. He doesn't want us to be able to help anybody because if they look at us and they say, how can you help me? You're as bad off as I am. And we don't want that. Anybody in here don't want that, do you? No. No, I didn't think so. No, I didn't think so. So it's important that we do that. Amen okay let's go to first timothy six twelve. <clears throat> paul's telling timothy here he says fight the good fight of faith lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses, okay? We want to lay hold onto that eternal life daily. That eternal life we know comes from the Word of God. It comes from us walking in it and and practicing it because that needs to be our lifestyle. Otherwise, we are going to get trafficked, okay? Whether you get trafficked to the extreme or not, you don't want to be trafficked at all. And the enemy is out there and like I said, he knows each and every one of our, our uh, situations and our weaknesses. All right? I'm going to let you write these other scriptures down, all right? 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. We know that. We know what that says. Okay? Don't be deceived. talks about address those things. Our, our weapons are not carnal, but they are spiritual. For the warfare that's our words okay the word of God is our key weapon that we can address the situation with all right and we need to remember that because you know what it's no different when, when in 2 Timothy 2 3 and 4 he talks about the soldier a soldier does not get entangled in what goes on in the country that he's in there fighting okay if he does he needs to get replaced okay he's not doing his job he's getting entangled in other things so it's important okay that was second timothy 2 3 and 4 so don't get entangled with what goes on in the world because we are here at war with the enemy amen write down hebrews 12 11. whatever that is it said i told i said get with it times are wasting Start between your ears and your mouth. Don't be trafficked by the enemy. And these two areas are life giving and life taking, okay? Between your ears is your thoughts and your mouth. You can either give life or it will take life from you. And it's important if you'll read that and then you can meditate on that, all right? Um, I hedge. All right. I think Hebrews 11 is the one I wanted to share, and I shared it out of the Passion. And it says, now all discipline, correction, training, and instruction, seems to be painful at the time, yet later it will produce a transformation of character, and it will bring a harvest of righteousness and peace to those who yield to it. Same way we were talking about the gym. All right, you don't like it? but it's something we need to do. Amen? So it's important that we don't get caught up and get get taken captive because that's what he's here to do. He's here to take God's church captive. He's already been defeated. E.W. Kenyon said he is eternally defeated. He will never win. He has been defeated since he was cast out, so it's important that we do these things. Amen. Well, Father, we thank you for your word, Lord. (laughs) Thank you for the examples, Lord. Thank you that we take them, we apply them, Lord. That we purpose to take this seed, Lord. We purpose to water, to tend to, to meditate on. We thank and we speak against any kind of uh, culprit or any kind of, of enemy that would come against it to try and steal it but it's deep-seated in your people Lord that it comes up and that they operate in it so that they can walk where you want them to walk Lord that we will not be taken we will not be kidnapped but we will remain free we will remain on guard we will remain a, a person of battle so that we can help set the captives free And we give you the glory and the honor, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. If you are online and you uh, took the word to heart and you would like to sow into the ministry, if you'll go there, you should be on the site. But if you hit the donate button, it should give you all the instructions. You should be on newlifefamilyworship.net, and it will give you the instructions on how to give and how to sow. And again, as always, we are believing, God, that you will, your seed will be multiplied back to you, and you will receive that harvest. So again, we thank you for joining us. All the rest of you, you know how it works. If you need an envelope, it should be on the back of the seat. We know it's tithes and offerings. Um, we know God has promises attached to all that he asks us to do. Amen whether it's our character being built up or strength